0: Those who have read some of my books of Irish short stories or have followed my stories will know that they contain several stories about the Banshee, which, of all Irish spirits, fairies, and ghosts, is the most widely known. Those people from other countries who visit Ireland usually read up on the customs and folklore of the nation, along with its flora, fauna, and wildlife. Indeed, some visitors arrive believing that the Banshee is one of the sites of our country and they seem to expect it to manifest itself to them at some time during their stay. The Banshee, however, is an Irish legend whose roots go way back to the dark days of prehistory, when there were all sorts of mystical and magical creatures that were said to roam the land. But the first recorded sighting of the Banshee was the spirit that attached itself to the clan of O'Brien, from among whose ranks came several high kings of Ireland, and haunted their old castle of Kincora, the ruins of which remain near Killaloe in County Clare. Then, at the great and bloody Battle of Clontarf, that was fought in 1014 AD between the Irish and the Danes, Ireland's famous High King, Brian Baru, was killed at the very moment of his victory. It is rumored, however, that the Banshee appeared to the old king on the eve of battle to tell him of his future victory, while forewarning him that he would not survive the battle. There is a story from more recent times, which is said to have occurred in the countryside of North County Armagh. Although there are no longer any surviving witnesses to what happened at that time, the story is accepted as fact by the local community the story tells us that at a house which still stands in this rural area an old man lay upon his deathbed waiting for eternal sleep to overcome him the man's three grown-up sons had in the meantime sent for the local doctor and were anxiously awaiting his arrival just as the first light of dusk crossed the sky they were having a smoke on the front steps of the cottage and they quietly chatting among themselves when they first heard the heavy rumbling noise of coach wheels on a metal road they looked up and they saw a huge black coach drive into their farmyard which stretched out from the main door of the house nervously one of the old man's sons went down to meet the coach believing that it was carrying the doctor but the coach swept past him at speed and continued to move down the lane to a gate witnessing all this the other two sons ran after the coach which was became hidden from view by high hedges but they could still hear the rumbling of the coach wheels in their rush the two young men almost crashed into the gate which was closed across the lane and barring the exit. The rumbling of the coach had stopped by this time and the carriage itself had totally vanished, without leaving as much as a wheel rut in the ground. The large padlock on the gate remained completely intact and there was no sign at all that the gate had been tampered with. But, a short time later, the doctor arrived at the house and he quickly came to realize that there was nothing that he could do for the old man, who died quietly only an hour or so after the visit. There is an older story, which relates to an event that took place one night in early spring, in the middle years of the nineteenth century. Two house servants had been instructed to await the arrival of a coach, which was bringing home the family's eldest son. The young man had traveled to England, and further afield, seeking a cure to the illness from which he was suffering, but all his efforts had proved to be fruitless. One of the servants, who had been dozing in the hall, was suddenly awakened by the heavy rumbling noise of an approaching coach. Still half-asleep, he immediately awakened his companion and they both went out of the house door and down the long flight of steps to open the carriage door. But, as the servant reached out his hand to turn the handle to the door, he was surprised and terrified to see a skull looking out of the window at him. In his terror, he screamed loudly and fell in a heap at the side of the coach and, when he finally awakened once more the servant slowly picked himself up from the ground, but he saw neither sight or sound of the coach. About ten minutes later the invalid eldest son's coach arrived, and the servants carried him to his bed. Unfortunately, the young man's illness had become very much worse and his suffering ended when he died in his sleep. On a winter's night, at the beginning of the last century, a coach was seen by a gamekeeper who was doing his rounds of a large property, which stood in a scenic wooded glen among the beautiful glens of Antrim. It was a calm and frosty night as he made his patrol of the property and he suddenly heard the loud rumbling of wheels on the avenue that ran up to the back of the house. But he knew that it was not possible for any vehicle to be arriving at the property so late at night, and all sorts of strange thoughts began to enter his head. Recalling ancient legends from the district, his thoughts quickly turned to the possibility that the noise could be the approach of the death coach. As this possibility dawned upon him, he ran to open the gates on the avenue before the coach arrived and he just about managed to open the last gate and throw himself on the ground beside it, when he heard the coach go past. With his head buried in the damp ground the man did not actually see the coach itself as it went past, but the next day he heard the news that the property owner's uncle had died suddenly in London. But, in this story, there is a very important fact for the reader and uninitiated to learn, namely that at the sight or sound of a coach all gates that might bar its way should be immediately thrown open. It is only by doing this can a person ensure the death coach will not stop at their house to call for a member of the immediate family, but it will only warn of the death of a relative who is somewhere else. Despite the many stories and legends about the Banshee, we must remember that she is not always the harbinger of death in Irish families, because certain families have other strange and varied warnings that death is near to them. There was one local family that I recall, who believed a death in their family is foretold by a female ghost, dressed in a white satin dress and opening the door into the living area where she walks across the room and through the hallway. A friend once told me that his family believed that the breaking of a mirror is an omen of death, while a cousin related that he knew of a family who was convinced that the independent opening and shutting of the farm gate foretells the passing of a family member. Among Irish families, there are varied traditions concerning the foretelling of death, including one that says the cry of a cuckoo, in any season of the year, is a herald of death. In another family, that warning of death may be the sound of a ringing bell, even when there is not a bell in the house. I can remember my uncle's wife telling me, at one time, that a rat crossing their path is a warning of a death in her family, while a neighbor's family are certain that seeing a large white owl is a certain sign of death among them. This list is short, but I am certain that there are many people from various areas of Ireland who could add to my list and make it much more comprehensive.